Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are continuing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 fantasy football season. Today, we are finishing up the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals offense. Now, this is an offense that a lot of people are kind of downplaying and just thinking that this team's not going to be very successful in 2023. And while that may be the case, I do think there's a lot of value to be had in fantasy football from pieces of this Cardinals offense. So we're going to break down what the Cardinals offense did last year and what you can expect them to do this year here in 2023. And we're going to talk about where their players stack up from a redraft, dynasty, and best ball perspective. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. It really does help me out a lot. If you're listening on audio on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast, please rate and review. I really do appreciate it. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with the Cardinals preview. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. All right, so before we can talk about where they stack up heading into 2023, let's talk about what the Cardinals offense did in 2022. So in 2022, the Cardinals offense ranked 21st in points and 22nd in the NFL in yards per game. Not great, but not awful. They were a significantly better offense when Kyler Murray played. They averaged 22.7 points per game in games that Kyler Murray started and finished, which would have been good for 13th in the league if they kept that up over a whole season. They only averaged 16 points per game when Kyler Murray did not start games, which would have ranked dead last in the league. So definitely a tale of two offenses here with you know having Kyler Murray and not having Kyler Murray. Now, if you look at their play calling, uh, the Cardinals, you know, it was the last year of Cliff Kingsbury uh, in Arizona last year. He was fired after the season. Um, they do have a new head coach, former Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Um, so there is a new offensive coordinator in Arizona. But last year, the Cardinals offense ranked 27th in rush rate, which means that you could inverse that for pass rate. They ranked 6th in the league in pass rate, meaning out of all their plays, they call passes at the 6th highest rate of any team in the league. But granted, they're going to have a new offensive coordinator this year. And I think that that... Um, pass rate number being so high could have been the result of them trailing in so many games, which I think is probably going to be the case again this year. So I do expect this to be another pass heavy year in Arizona, even without Cliff Kingsbury. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the quarterback position. So Kyler Murray last year finished as quarterback 19 overall and quarterback seven in fantasy points per game. However, that doesn't really tell the full story. He was ranked as quarterback six when he first got injured in week 11 last season. So you're looking at a guy that when he played was pretty doggone good. And Kyler Murray was in fact a top five fantasy quarterback in both 2020 and 2021. And last year he kind of deceptively was good. Like I, I don't think people are looking back at last season, remembering Kyler Murray as being on track for a top seven quarterback season, but he was. And, you know, I do think that the fact that he is coming off of a season ending injury, we don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. That is a little concerning, but just remember he was very good when he was in there. And when he does get cleared, he's going to instantly be an option in any fantasy format. And he's going to instantly be a viable play in DFS formats because he was simply that good when he was active last season. Now, if you're worried about the Cardinals offense without Kyler Murray, that's um, that's warranted. They were not great last year when Kyler Murray was not active. Last year, Kyler Murray had a top 10 weekly finish in five of the 10 games that he did finish. And no, others, no other Cardinals quarterback finished as a weekly top 10 quarterback in any start. So no Colt McCoy, no Trace McSorley, no David Blau in the top 10 um, for the Arizona Cardinals on a week-to-week basis. So um, simply put, the bottom line for the Cardinals quarterback position 
is it's kind of undetermined how much Kyler Murray is going to play in 2023. We do not know if he is going to be ready for week one. We do not know if he's going to be ready for week eight. We do not know if he's going to be ready for week nine and the Cardinals are already 0-8 and they just shut him down for the season because why bother? We don't know what's going to happen. But if Kyler Murray does play, he's an instant top 10 quarterback. You know, I'm recording this at the very end of July, and the rankings of where Kyler Murray is could drastically change if we get the update to like, oh, he's ready for week one, or oh, he's playing in the preseason, or whatever. Like, if Kyler Murray plays, he's a top 10 quarterback. That's not really up for debate. What we don't know is how much or if he's going to play. So until we get more information, I am not drafting him in redraft leagues. Um, but he's a very sneaky best ball option. He can be had at a very affordable cost right now. And if he does end up playing, he's going to give you top 10 quarterback production. You can draft him at you know pretty much near the end of drafts um, and just have a guy who does give you that top 10 upside if he plays. I think he's a very viable selection in best ball. Um, also, with the lack of success for all other Cardinals quarterbacks last year, I'm not interested in Colt McCoy. He is not ranked for me. Um, I just... I'm only interested in Kyler Murray from an Arizona Cardinals quarterback perspective. It hurts me to say that about Colt McCoy because I am a Texas guy and he was my guy for four years. But um, just as a fantasy option in 2023, no interest in Colt McCoy, only focused on Kyler Murray. All right, that does it for the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and talk about the Cardinals running back. So last year, you remember when everybody was saying, oh, don't draft James Conner. He was, he's a candidate for touchdown regression. He's not going to be any good in 2022. Well, he was good in 2022. 2021, he finished his running back seven in fantasy points per game, due in large part to a high touchdown total. Everybody said, don't draft him because he's not going to do it again. Well, James Conner finished his running back 19 overall and running back nine in fantasy points per game in 2022, even with a slightly more regular touchdown total, and it's because he ended up dominating a huge share of the workload. He really excelled after the Arizona Cardinals traded Chase Edmonds before the trade deadline. James Conner ranked as running back four in fantasy points per game from week nine until the end of the season. And like I said, it's a testament that even though he wasn't scoring touchdowns at the same rate as he did in 2021, he was getting more looks than he did in 2021. James Conner ranked eighth in the league in opportunity share and 16th overall in weighted opportunities, thanks in large part to 58 targets that he got in the passing game, which ranked 12th among running backs. Those are targets that he would not have been getting if Chase Edmonds was likely still in Arizona. And guess what? Chase Edmonds still isn't in Arizona. So you're looking at James Conner now having the full backfield to himself and coming off of a very productive 2022 season. Now, people are probably going to be concerned about James Conner because, well, you know, what if, if Kyler Murray doesn't play? What if this offense is no good? Well, James Conner seems to be the one guy who's not really affected by that. In the last four games of last season where Kyler Murray did not play, James Conner finished his running back 6, 12, 4, and 15 in that stretch of four games. Well, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, well, the Cardinals offense must have been successful in those four games, right? Wrong. The Cardinals never scored more than 20 points in any of those four games, and James Conner finished as a top 15 running back every time. In fact, James Conner averaged 20 fantasy points per game in that stretch without Kyler Murray. So the bottom line for the running back position is that James Conner is not quarterback dependent, and he is not touchdown dependent. And he has an incredible ceiling because he's going to see an absolutely incredible workload in Arizona for the 2023 season. You might be sitting there thinking, well, Mike, what if they sign Kareem Hunt or Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette? I don't think they're going to be doing that. Like the Cardinals are not in position to win now. They don't need to be investing that heavily in a running back. 
like they're trying to win now. So I think James Conner is going to be the guy. And James Conner also has a little bit of an injury history as well. So if you do scoop James Conner, I think Keontae Ingram makes for a very intriguing handcuff option, um, especially when you get into deeper leagues, when you get into best ball leagues where you're looking at the very end of your draft. I think Keontae Ingram is a very sneaky pick because I don't think it's necessarily likely that James Conner plays all 17 games when he's done so only once in his career. So for 2023, all that being said about James Conner, he is my running back 18 heading into the 2023 season. That is significantly higher than most of the consensus fantasy football writers and rankers that you will see. I really like James Conner. He's got all of the traits that you want for running back that has a super high ceiling in fantasy football. He's got a high workload. He catches passes. He's not dependent on his quarterback. He's not dependent on touchdowns, even though he's in a bad offense. And so while everybody else is kind of downplaying James Conner, I'm going to take him as my running back too. He's my running back 18 for 2023. I have a lot of exposure to James Conner in best ball leagues for that reason. I would take him ahead of a lot of other guys that are being drafted ahead of him in ADP. All right, let's go ahead and talk some wide receivers. So in 2022, DeAndre Hopkins finished his wide receiver nine in fantasy points per game, whereas Marquise Brown was wide receiver 27 in fantasy points per game. DeAndre Hopkins, if you were not aware, is no longer in Arizona. And with him, he is taking away his 29.4% target share and 96 total targets in nine games. Now, I'm no math expert. Actually, I kind of am. I I teach high school math. If you've been a veteran of the channel, you probably know that. Um, But that's over 10 targets a game. And they're going to be no longer in this Arizona passing offense. Now, the Cardinals also are worth noting, even when they were bad offensively after Kyler Murray got hurt, they had a weekly top 30 wide receiver in every single game they played except for one last season. So this was a productive passing offense with Kyler Murray, without Kyler Murray, with DeAndre Hopkins, without DeAndre Hopkins, with Marquise Brown, without Marquise Brown. Like this was a productive fantasy passing offense, no matter who was in it. So heading into 2023, I like to take a look at some splits for the Cardinals for this. So DeAndre Hopkins is no longer in Arizona. Well, he was suspended for the first six games of last season. So we got a little bit of a sample size to look at what this passing offense would look like without DeAndre Hopkins as a part of it. In that span, Marquise Brown, through the first six weeks of last season, was wide receiver five, and Greg Dortch was wide receiver 56. Those are both significantly higher than where they finished the season. In that stretch, Brown averaged 11 targets per game, and Brown also really didn't catch a lot of touchdowns last year. He had a very low season touchdown total, and so if you look at expected fantasy points per game, Marquise Brown was actually wide receiver 15 in expected fantasy points per game. Look at that next to his actual finish of wide receiver 27 in expected fantasy points per game. That's significantly outperforming it. Marquise Brown will be looked at a lot differently if he was wide receiver 15 as opposed to wide receiver 27. So the bottom line for this Cardinals wide receiver room is Marquise Brown, without DeAndre Hopkins in the offense, has incredible upside. He's going to be in line to receive those 10-plus targets a game. He's going to be in line to have a chance to return to those numbers that he had in the first six weeks of last season. He absolutely has the upside to be a top-10 fantasy wide receiver, and I don't care who's throwing it to him. This offense was successful last year with and without Kyler Murray and with and, with, or with and without DeAndre Hopkins in the passing game. They might not have scored a whole lot of points, but they had receivers that were producing no matter who was at quarterback, no matter who was lined up out there. 
And I also think that Greg Dorch has a little bit of sneaky upside as well as the wide receiver two in this offense alongside Marquise Brown. So for 2023, Marquise Brown is my wide receiver 18. Greg Dorch is my wide receiver 75 with a little bit of upside. I am much higher on Marquise Brown than consensus. I really like Marquise Brown. I have him higher than Debo Samuel. I have him higher than Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin. I really like Marquise Brown. And he's probably one of the players in best ball drafts that I have the most exposure to right now because I think he's being drafted at pretty much close to his floor from where people expected him to be from last season. And I think his ceiling is legitimate top five fantasy wide receiver. I really do. He, and the fact that he was able to do that over the first six games of last season, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. I don't care who's throwing him the football. This team's going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing it a lot. There's a huge potential for volume for Marquise Brown. He's a guy who can catch passes at all three levels, short, intermediate, and deep. I just think that everything is there for no matter how bad the Cardinals offense actually is, Marquise Brown to be one that produces. And so I am all over him in best ball leagues. I'm drafting him ahead of his ADP. And I just really think that Marquise Brown is going to be great. Now, if you hear me talk about best ball drafts and you want to try out best ball fantasy, I recommend doing so on Underdog. You can use my promo code mconley 88 Link is in the YouTube description. It's also pinned to my Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. Um, you can get your first deposit matched up to $100. So basically it's almost like you're drafting for free. It's kind of like a buy one, get one situation, but I highly recommend trying uh, best ball fantasy on underdog. All right, that does it for the receivers. Let's go ahead and talk tight ends. So for the tight end position, Zach Ertz was the entrenched starting Cardinals tight end um, heading into last season. He was tight end three overall before his injury in week 10, and he finished his tight end six in fantasy points per game. Before he was injured, Zach Ertz had five weekly top 10 finishes and only two starts out of the top 15 tight ends. He was one of the best draft picks in all of fantasy football last season at the tight end position before he got hurt. And it's honestly a tragedy that he did get hurt because that totally wrecks um, what last season could have been and what this season could be for Zach Ertz. Now, Trey McBride was a rookie I believe he was out of Arizona State. Don't quote me on that. Um, that kind of took over the role maybe Arkansas State. Gosh, that's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, Trey McBride took over the role from Zach Ertz after Zach Ertz got injured. And Trey McBride was tight end 19 from week 10 until the end of the season. It's not bad, right? But he didn't really flash like great ceiling. After Ertz was out, Trey McBride only had one weekly top 10 finish, but he also only had two finishes outside the weekly top 25. Keep in mind, this kind of coincides with Kyler Murray's injury as well. So you're Trey McBride didn't exactly have the best quarterbacks throwing him the football. He also didn't have like the highest passing workload either, but I would have liked to see more ceiling weeks for Trey McBride to be more sold on him heading into the 2023 season. Now, like the Cardinals quarterback position, it's undetermined how much Zach Ertz is going to play for this season. If I could just draft a position that was Cardinals tight end, no matter who starts, that would be a top 10 fantasy tight end. Like, I have no doubt in my mind about that. The, the way this offense is going to be passing the ball, uh, no matter who's throwing it, I don't care. The amount of passing volume that they're going to get, I, I think, would lead a Cardinals tight end to be a top 10 fantasy football tight end. But there's a lot of uncertainty around Zach Ertz's return. And I don't know when he's going to return. I don't know if he's going to be full strength when he returns. And if Zach Ertz is in the lineup, I have zero interest in Trey McBride. If Zach Ertz is out of the lineup, I would have interest in Trey McBride, but I don't know if he's going to be in or out of the lineup. Do you see the dilemma here? So for that reason, I am not comfortable drafting either of these two guys in redraft leagues 
because I don't know that either of them are going to have a full season as the starter. So I'm willing to let them sit on the waiver wire and then when the opportunity presents itself to pounce because I do think if just one of these guys is in the lineup, they're going to smash. So until we have more clarity in the situation, Zach Ertz and Trey McBride are my tight end 27 and 28 in fantasy football for the 2023 season. Like I said, if you get more clarity, you can move those guys up a little bit. Trey McBride, I would have a little bit more value in Dynasty because Zach Ertz isn't getting any younger and Trey McBride looks to be the tight end of the future for this offense that should have Kyler Murray and James Conner around for a long time. All right, that does it for the tight end position. And that does it for the Arizona Cardinals 2023 preview. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. It really does help me out. I really do appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio podcast, please rate and review. Again, I really do appreciate it. You really help me out and show me a lot of support every time you do that. If you want to try out Best Ball and Underdog, use my promo code mconley 88 to get your first deposit matched up to $100. If you like the information that you got in this episode and you want to see my full rankings and my full draft guide for all 32 NFL teams, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Picks. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Hopefully, I was able to get you guys all of the information that you need to draft these Arizona Cardinals and redraft Dynasty and er, and, um, Best Ball Leagues. Hopefully, going to help you win your fantasy league this year. We are continuing our all 32 team previews next with the AFC East. We're going all the way across the country geographically. I don't know why I picked the order, but it just it is what it is. So we are going next to the AFC East, and we're starting with the Buffalo Bills. If you subscribe, you'll be notified when that episode drops. Thank you guys for watching or listening, and I'll see you next time.